Hey, it's the Vikings postgame report, and I'm Paul Allen, joined by Ben Lieber. He's a former linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, we work at KFAN and for the Vikings Radio Network. And uh, we're here at Ford Field, and we witnessed the Detroit Lions' first victory in 364 days, their first victory at home since November 15th of 2020. They beat the Minnesota Vikings 29-27. They had no timeouts, Ben. They had a long way to go. They marched down the field. They got guys out of bounds. Uh, They balanced things nicely. Where did it go wrong? (laughs) Boy, that's that's a pretty heavy question, a pretty layered question there. For you, PA, because a lot went wrong. Um, you know, let's just go at with that final drive for the Vikings defense. Um, we saw this against Baltimore. Our inability to play with tackling leverage in critical situations where we know that they are trying to get out of bounds and we will miss tackles and force them out of bounds, that to me is, um, is inexcusable. We can't do that at the NFL level where you – are unaware of the situation, or even if you're aware of the situation and then you play with such bad tech, technique, um, that's even worse. And then here we are, right from the very get-go, in the first series of the game, I made a comment to you guys on the radio broadcast that, hey, we're only, we're only rushing three and we're dropping eight. I did not realize that was going to be the theme for the whole day, and it certainly was on that last drive. We could not get pressure on the quarterback. We could not get pressure on Goff at all. And the only time that we did – sort of looked like, and I think you guys saw it clearly, it looked like Harrison Smith blitzed on his own. It looked like a Cowboys situation where the play came in late. He decides to blitz. That's the only time that we actually put pressure on him. And then what happened? Breland almost comes down with an interception, so PBU. So the only successful play we had on that final drive was because we brought pressure. And then after that, we go back to dropping eight and rushing our very exhausted three defense alignment, and they took advantage. Amon Ross St. Brown caught the game-winning touchdown from Jared Goff. Now, Jared's a veteran. Amon Ross St. Brown is Equinemia St. Brown's younger brother, and um, he caught his first National Football League touchdown right at the wire to beat the Minnesota Vikings. He is a rookie from Southern California. And, um, you know, one of many sad things here for the Vikings who go to 5-7, and seven, Nacho Lieber, Justin Jefferson, 182 yards, a career high. Blake Lynch filling in for Anthony Barr, two sacks. Uh, both uh, were firsts of his career. He had a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. 48 was running around nicely, but um, they got too far behind too soon, getting outscored 20-0 in quarter number two. And they thought they had the uh, the kiddies measured every step of the way. They took the lead very late. But uh, you think we could have done some different stuff on offense today without Adam Thielen and um, a makeshift offensive line? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously going on hindsight, I think that we, we could come up with a different game plan in the first half. I mean, the thing that they did really well with their Lions defense was when they blitzed, they made sure to, to force one-on-ones with our guys. And so a lot of the pressure, yeah, it came – a couple times came from the inside. Esther Cleveland gave up a quarterback hit and gave up a quarterback pressure. And then after that, it was just they had one-on-ones with their edge rushers against our running backs and tight ends. And that's the matchups that you look for. That's the matchups that you draw up during the course of the week. And it happened, and we couldn't respond. We didn't do a good enough job until the second half of moving the pocket around, asking Kirk to climb in the pocket to buy some time. Um, but when you talk about Justin Jefferson, he was phenomenal. 163, 163 yards on first down. I mean – that, that to me, um, that has to continue if you want to do anything in salvage any part of this season, the remaining part of the season. And then, you know, 
Secondly, defensively in the run game, you know, we knew that they were going to test us in the run defense. We're not very good against the run. We're obviously missing some defensive ends out there. Um, they tried to run on the inside. And with, with Tomlinson and Michael Pierce, they just didn't do that. So what did they do? They hit the off tackle and the perimeter stuff. And a lot of it was just downhill cutbacks and windbacks. And I, I don't think that our guys at the second level and our safeties did a good job of adjusting and, and rocking back to those point of attack plays. And uh, Ben Lieber, Paul Allen, Vikings postgame report from Ford Field. Lions beat the Vikings 29-27. The Lions are now 110-1. and and the Vikings fall to five and seven. Got a game Thursday too. We'll uh, we'll do a sneaky little preview of that coming up momentarily. But uh, one of the underlying uh, one of the underlying points, one of many that will come up when people start discussing this game uh, via fan line nine to noon KFAN or wherever. The Vikings were zero of three on two point conversions. They lost by two points. You're going to get people cherry picking, cherry picking, saying, "Hey, just kick your extra points and you're going to win the game." But it's not quite that easy, is it? No, I don't think it's that quite that easy. I mean, I'm I'm putting this one, you know, on, on the defense for the most part. Uh, yeah, the offense they could have done some things. You know, they got you 27 points. It came in dramatic fashion with the sense of urgency in the second half. But that's what they needed, and they responded. Now our defense, you know, up until that final drive, they held the the lines to three points. So so they did step up. But we can't put ourselves in a hole like that. You know, we can't. To me, you you can't keep the same pass rushing game plan in the first half and the second half and expect things to change. I think we we didn't do a good enough job of, of adjusting when we needed to adjust, especially on that final drive, and that's what ends up getting us. And, um, yeah, it's just disheartening because they had injuries, we had injuries, I felt like we were the better team, we came out sleepy, it kind of felt like a preseason game for a lot of the guys on the sidelines, at least that's the way it looked to me. Uh, we responded, but it was too little too late. Detroit used its final timeout with a minute 54 to go. The next play, Cousins hit Justin Jefferson for a three-yard touchdown. We missed out on the two-point conversion, and um, and the Vikings took a 27-23 lead. So the Lions, with no timeouts and beginning at their own 25 after a Joseph touchback, I mean, it started to Hawkinson for five, then it went to Josh Reynolds, center of the field, for six. Incomplete pass, another incomplete pass. Uh, the, the Godwin... Uh, Iguabuque down the middle for 13, tackled by Vigil. That was a big one, but they, they just kept getting chunk receptions, which is okay when you have no timeouts. I get that, but they got out of bounds too much. They just got out of bounds too much, man, to stop the clock. Yeah, and I and I know what what Mike Zimmer is probably thinking. He's like, well, why pressure these guys? Why take a guy out of coverage when that ball's going to be out of his hand rather quickly? But again. Sometimes it's not about getting the sack. It's just about getting the pressure and giving them something to think about. You start rotating the secondary on those blitzes because you have to adjust the coverage. All of a sudden, it's a different look. You know, maybe he doesn't think that he has that check down over the middle of the field where he thinks he's got it. I think we just made too many of the reads too easy for him. We became too predictable. And, and again, even if, uh, again, using the Harrison Smith pressure, even if he's just got to drop back and backpedal off his back foot, He's not a strong-arm quarterback, so you you increase the chances of an errant throw, a tip or overthrow, and hopefully a turnover. So now you're five and seven, Ben, and um, you come right back and play the Pittsburgh Steelers at U.S. Bank Stadium Thursday. It is the Vikings' uh, sole alone Thursday night game. Uh, they just finished four road games out of five weeks. You know, from uh, from Baltimore to the L.A. Chargers to San Francisco, here to the Motor City, and then they come back on a short week with uh, with a, a Thursday night contest, a day 
They played without Eric Hendricks, Anthony Barr, and Patrick Peterson. Very early in the game, Adam Thielen was lost to an ankle injury. The offensive line was makeshift. They changed it with Christian Darrisaw out. Ole Udo got his first start at left tackle uh, with Cleveland. Bradbury returned at center. Mason Cole, the right guard. Brian O'Neill, the right tackle. Uh, that, uh, that offensive line from Udo over to Brian O'Neill, what'd you think? You know, it was just, it was just okay. I thought the... The rushing yards, you know, it really was because of the Rhino and, and Alexander Madison. I mean, he made a lot of second effort plays by himself. I didn't think that they really blew a lot of holes open. Um, so tough sledding on his 90 yards rushing. And then, you know, we had a couple false starts. And, you know, I just think that we were out of sorts. We obviously didn't pick up the blitz game all that well. Uh, like I mentioned before, their scheme was just better than our scheme. They, they thought if they could trust and put ourselves in one-on-one -on -one situations that they would win those battles, and I think they won those too often. So uh, I definitely a, sort of a C grade for our offensive line. Uh, Blake Lynch, second year from uh, Baylor, he had a couple of sacks. Every, every time 48 plays in the game or gets the opportunity to play in, play in a game, he's all over the place tackling people and making a difference. So uh, we'll see what the future holds for Blake, but I thought he played really well today. What about you? Yeah, I, I've really been happy with him every time he gets into a game and not just outside of this game. I, The one thing that – and he can't control this is this – I just don't think that he has the size to be a consistently impact player. Um, and, you know, hopefully he gets a little bit thicker as he kind of puts on his man body. But I love the effort. Every time he's in there, whether he's at the line of scrimmage, whether he's blitzing, he's a guy that will throw his body around. And – and he's a guy that plays with this tenacity that you're looking for. And there's a couple times I watched him in, playing in space, and it seems like he seems very comfortable in space with his footwork as well. So I'm, I'm super happy that we were able to find a guy like Blake Lynch that can come in and, and play multiple positions. You know, when, when Anthony Barr was out, we saw him a lot of times at the line of scrimmage in games before. And now with Kendricks out, he was – he was the linebacker in the nickel in nickel coverage. He was a three-down linebacker. He goes from being a spot rotational player, seldomly used, to an every-down linebacker that they trust in nickel situations, nickel pressures, nickel uh, coverages. I think that tells me that they trust him from a mental standpoint, and he was out there making plays physically. Ben, what did you think of uh, time for two more? What did you think of Bashad Breeland today? Dropped an interception. Goff threw it a million miles per hour, but Breeland had it in his hands at the goal stripe on that sneaky Cowboy Harrison Smith blitz you talked about. Uh, but uh, Bashad Breeland overall, what did you think? You know, he, he did okay. You know, um, he, he caused that he caused that fumble in which it was you know kind of funny that he he comes sprinting off the field not even watching the end of the play and realized that the lines are recovered but he was already on the sidelines ready to celebrate with his teammates because he thought he had forced the fumble and re we recovered look the guy i like the guy's energy um you know i don't blame him for that for that pass uh, breakup in the end zone because the receiver made a good play he got both hands on it and the guy was able to knock it out of his hand so kind of a good defensive play by the receiver there on that play uh and a headsy play because like i said i, I think the coverage was a little wonky they uh, i don't think that we really knew what coverage we were supposed to be in and he dropped back in that deep third and was able to to get his hands on the ball so solid game from him so now lastly ben the pittsburgh steelers kfan vikings radio network thursday at 7 20 Short week, Thursday night football is uh, not favorable for players or coaches really at any time, but this stage of the season when you get a short week, granted it's at home, but I mean you had a ton of guys out today and you know the bodies are going to be sore. What do you remember about the short week into Thursday night football trying to get your body right and uh, what can we expect Thursday from the 5-7 and seven Vikings against 
Big Ben and them Steelers. Well, at this point in time, late in the season, we're into December, and now you're playing the short week. I mean, it's not ideal for, for any team, you know, Vikings or the Steelers, to play on the short week. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of walkthroughs. I mean, that's the one nice thing about uh, these practices coming up for the, for the players. Like, you're going to get your body right as much as you can because it's just going to be all mental. Uh, the game, game plan is a little bit more simplified. Um, and I think the game plan, even looking at what Steelers can do, is going to be simplified. They're going to run the ball with Najee Harris. That's it. We already know that. They're going to attack this run, our rush defense, which is very vulnerable. We're going to see a lot of run. You know, what type of runs remains to be seen because it seems like we get hit on a lot of different things. Um, so it's going to be a smash mouth football at U.S. Bank Stadium, and I'm actually looking forward to it. Thanks, bud. Travel safely, all right? Ben Lieber at Nacho Lieber via Twitter. BenLieber.com is his website, and I'm Paul Allen. The Detroit Lions won a football game for the first time in 364 days. They beat our Minnesota Vikings and come from behind fashion. The final score, 29-27. For all of us here at the Vikings Entertainment Network, thank you very much for listening to the Purple Postgame Report.